Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. I love having audits. Said no medical device professional ever. However, audits are moments in time at a medical device company where you can learn a lot about your process, learn about opportunities for improvement. And really, that's the whole objective of a sound, robust internal auditing program. On today's episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast, we have guest Kyle Rose from Merck Quality to talk to the audience a little bit about structuring your internal audit program, provide some tips and pointers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Hello, this is John Spear, the founder and VP of Quality and Regulatory at Guru, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Today, I have special guest, Kyle Rose. Kyle is the founder and CEO of Rook Quality Systems. Rook Quality Systems provides quality foundation for any medical device company or startup. The consultants at Rook work with the entire team to develop and implement a simple yet compliant quality system to improve efficiency and maintain traceability. Rook Quality Systems has proven effective for multiple devices regulated by FDA ISO 13485, the CE. European Union process, the CMDR process, and JPL. Kyle, welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast. Hello, John. Thanks for having me. Well, Kyle, I, I think, you know, today you and I are going to have a, a, a brief conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about certainly a, a quality system topic, but specifically we're going to dive into internal auditing. I know you're you're a fan of internal auditing, so so give. I think know, everybody's a fan of internal auditing, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I remember early on in my career that uh, it, that they, they, I worked for a bigger company, and there was a group of people that that all they did was internal audits. And whenever you know we we'd see them walking in the hallway, we used to throw paper at them and and uh, boo as they were walking down the hallway. I don't think everybody's a fan of internal auditing, but. But I'm guessing you're going to tell us why we should be a fan of internal auditing. Definitely, yeah. There is. I'm sure a lot of people have had the experience when they hear the audit or internal audit is coming. They get a little scared, a little nervous. Um, but hopefully, uh, with today's podcast, we'll get some more information on why internal audits are important and how it'll help your company, um, all employees included, uh, in the long run. Sure. Well. Yeah, I'm guessing that from time to time you're brought in to help set up internal auditing programs or, or maybe even conduct internal audits for for companies. So talk a little bit about what you, you know, maybe some of the horror stories or maybe some of the, the best practices that you've seen from an internal audit perspective. What, you know, what should companies be doing or what should they be looking out for as they start to turn on and, and implement an, uh, effective internal audit programs? Yeah, well, definitely with some of the best practices is to make sure that you have a dedicated procedure that outlines your internal audit process. Uh, And within that procedure, you want to make sure that you have identified uh, the scope of your regulations, whether it be FDA, ISO 1345, CE mark, whatever scope is applied is defined within your procedure. 
And from that procedure, you start to build what goes into your internal audit process. Now, I can I share a horror story that I got exposed to a couple of years ago. I was doing some work for a med device company, and uh, they had outsourced their internal auditing function, which you know that's perfectly acceptable, right? You can outsource internal auditing to someone yeah. like like you and work quality systems. But but that part was okay. But it was uh, they had an internal their internal procedure had mandated that all internal audits be completed by the end of a calendar year, okay? And it was, uh, like, November the, the 15th, and they had one of those moments. Uh, um, okay. We'll keep it PG. One of those oh-crap moments where they realized they hadn't started their internal auditing for the year. And so, you know, they had about, I, I don't know, 20 or 30 different procedures that, that, their, that their internal auditing procedure required had an internal audit on an annual basis. So they sent, you know, all of these things to a third-party resource who never came even on site, by the way, <laughs> to look at their procedures and crammed all of those in before the end of the year. So in like the last four to five weeks of the year, they, they did their entire internal audit uh, activities for, for the year. And I'm going to guess that you're, you're going to advise against some sort of practice like that. Yeah, so we definitely at Rook have had some of the same experience where companies will call us in a, in a bind be the end of the year or scheduled for their yearly audit and need to get everything done in a week, a weekend, you know, so we'll be uh, involved in the same thing, reading documents, reading records, hours on end to make sure this audit gets complete in time. Um, one of the things that you want to have in your procedure is, is an audit plan, especially as your company starts to get larger and your different divisions start to expand. You want to have a defined plan for when those are going to get audited throughout the year so you're not trying to cram the whole audit in, in in a few weeks. Right. Yeah, I mean, because let's, let's be real. When people are trying to cram all those things in in just a very short period of time, they're getting very little value out of out of the internal auditing program. All they're doing is, is satisfying a procedural requirement. All they're doing is, is getting a check mark. That's all they're doing. They don't really get value out of it. And the whole purpose of internal auditing is there should be value. You should learn something. Exactly. Yeah. The the idea that the internal audit is created to protect your company and make sure that you have control of all the processes internally. So you are reviewing those on an annual basis to make sure that everything is up to speed within your procedures and that your procedures are up to spec with the regulations. So it really helps you to make sure that this process this process is done thoroughly and completed on time. Right. So let's talk about some some other other best practices and maybe some tips that you might have for for the audience and and I'm going to throw one out there that that's that's a, a quote a favorite activity that that I always hear and see and that's whenever you learn that an audit is about to happen suddenly you change your behavior suddenly you, know, you set up a little bit straighter and you make you go around make sure things are cleaned up and you know, I've seen it happen whether you know FDA is coming in for an inspection or you have an ISO audit, and even from an internal audit perspective, but suddenly now we have to behave differently. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, something we see is the audit um, readiness, make sure that everybody's on their best behavior, and um, it's 
typically not what you want to encourage. You want to be ready for the audit at any time. Just like your FDA audit can show up, you want to make sure that you have that same type of um, preparation built into your processes so you're ready for an audit at any time. Uh, really, one of the things we like to do at Rook Quality Systems is to kind of simplify the quality system to make it more efficient, easier to use, so you are more audit ready whenever the internal audit or FDA audit does come. Right, right. I mean, as you mentioned, FDA could show up anytime, and you know, even with uh, ISO certification these days, you can have an ISO audit at any time too. Exactly. With the uh, the CE unannounced audits, those are becoming uh, very popular. I'm sure some of our listeners have had the pleasure of doing those, and I've assisted with some of those as well, uh, supporting the companies through the audit process. And yeah, so any, audits can happen at any time, uh, and really that's that's good for the whole industry to make sure that everything we're doing is um, kept up to spec within regulation all the time, not just during the audit. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really good advice because, you know, you shouldn't suddenly behave differently because, you know, there's an audit. This should be standard standard operating uh, procedure. This should be the way you're you're running your business is you know you're following your quality system now if your quality system becomes maybe a little bit challenging or seems to be requiring certain things that that are no or, or low value add and then that might be a sign of, of something completely different and and you know I, I'm yeah. guessing Kyle that would be a great use of uh, or a great outcome of an internal audit program exactly so the really the audit should have both of those covered. So the internal audit will check your procedures themselves to make sure the procedures are uh, up to spec with the current regulations. And then if there's anything that can be reduced to make it a little bit more efficient, that's done as well. And then the second part of the audit will be going into the actual records to make sure that the testing is completed correctly, the incoming inspection, all those files that you generate within the quality system have been completed and verified within your system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I get, you know, from time to time, I've advised companies on quality system initiatives and, you know, certainly the topic of internal auditing comes up. One of the things I always advise is I want your internal auditing program to be more challenging, to be more strict. I want it to be more thorough than any other audit or FDA inspection you're going to be a part of. So what are some things that companies can do to ensure that? Definitely. Yeah, I think that's, which you want the hardest um, part of your audit to be internally. So you're making sure you're catching everything that needs to be changed or fixed before an external or an FDA uh, auditor would find the same thing. Uh, one of our best practices is actually to create an audit checklist. And within these audit checklists, we'll go through each part of your applied standards, whether it be the ISO standards, the FDA regulations, the CE regulations, Health Canada, and we'll define within each each section for incoming inspection, design control, we'll have a specific section that you have to check off to make sure that each part of that regulation and standard was verified during the audit. And that includes listing procedures and the records that go along with those um, procedures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know you do a lot of work with, with uh, startups and earlier stage companies. You know, and, and I'm guessing you you engage some companies who maybe aren't quite to market yet. So, do you have any any words of advice or tips or pointers that you can can offer to a company that's in that situation 
and specifically around their quality system and also about you know how and when and if to to implement their internal auditing program yeah definitely like all the other um things that go into a startup there's kind of a tightrope game to start when you want to do your internal audit or when it's required when it's necessary. Um, obviously, if you're going for ISO certification or a CE mark, you want to start that internal audit process sooner um, because you'll probably get audited before your device is even on the market. Um, with companies that are just in the FDA scope, typically we want to have uh, an internal audit around the same time as you're doing submission. So you want to have your quality system in place and make sure that the initial audit will go through your design history file, your risk management, any initial manufacturing records uh, to make sure all that stuff is in place and compliant before you get ready for the actual approval and launch of your device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason for that is it seems you know, pretty straightforward. You want to make sure that the day you go to market, I mean, theoretically, that day you go to market, you're you're open now. You could, you know, get a knock on the door. The FDA inspector could show up. So, no time to 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 go back and and correct things when you know, the best time to do that is kind of as you're going through it. Yeah, and and this applies even to companies that aren't doing manufacturing. So a lot of like startup companies that we work with are just more of the virtual manufacturers. So they still handle uh, the procedures, the distribution, marketing, stuff like that. All of that will be involved with the internal audit process as well. So they still have a lot of risk and compliance issues related to um, their scope with the FDA, even though they're not doing the manufacturing. So they still need to have their internal audit in place as well. Right. Which, you know, kind of, kind of segues into to slight variation on the topic. You know, if I am that that company that's outsourcing my manufacturing and outsourcing other services, you know, I, one view is, I, oh, great, I don't have to do internal audits of those processes because that's handled by that contract manufacturer and, and that contract manufacturer, ISO 1345 certified. So I, I don't really have to do anything. So I'm guessing... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole idea of I don't really have to do anything kind of goes out the window with medical device. You want to make sure that you have uh, your hands a little bit of everything to make sure everything is done um, to your specifications, your procedures. Because once again, all of the regulatory risk falls on you. So the FDA is holding you up to make sure you have control over your entire device. Right. So things like supplier audits audits of the material you're receiving, audits of the actions that the manufacturer is conducting, all those are very valuable as well. Right, right. So, Kyle, you have companies you work with all over the country and, and, and other parts of the world as well. So share a few stories, you know, give us some perspectives on, you know, things to look out for or some some things that you saw that just like, you know, uh, caused you to shake your head or, or whatever. Yeah. Share a few stories on, on internal audits. One of the big things that we, we see a lot, especially with the, the smaller companies, is one person conducting the entire audit, the same person that's done the majority of the records, done, written the majority of the procedures, and then they're conducting the audit themselves. And that, that's a big no-no, especially both in the FDA and ISO standards, is you have to have somebody else that's objective and not responsible for their actual work to conduct the audit. So that's really when it's a good idea to bring in somebody like an external consultant to conduct your audit. 
um, audits, again, should, our auditors should not um, audit their own work. Uh, very clear in the standard. Uh, and that does get very tricky when you have a company of only four or five people and typically only one person's handling the quality system. So that, right. that's a big thing we've seen a lot. Uh, another one is just proper training to be able to handle the audit. Um, ASQ, RAP, they all offer um, yeah. training programs to certify you as an auditor as well. Yeah, and, and you know, on that topic too, I know that that's come up with some of the companies I've worked with in the past is, yeah, how do you, how do you ensure that your internal auditors have been, have appropriate training? And, you know, of course, you, the ASQ and the RAPs, they have the, the certified quality auditor programs that you can go through. And, uh, some experiences that I've had, you know, I've, I've been doing this for quite some time and, and I, and like you, I'm sure you, can provide training to to people on the process of internal auditing. I mean, I, I don't know if the root quality systems carries a certification program, but but you can provide training and you can provide oversight to companies that want to Definitely. do some of this in house too. So yeah. talk talk a little bit about what that would look like. Like that company, let's go back to that company of four people, the one person who's had the responsibility for writing the quality system. But it's possible that those other three people could could assist or play a part as part of the internal auditing. So what would that look like? Yeah, so you definitely want to have a defined training procedure to make sure somebody's able to conduct the internal audit. And then the audit process itself has to be audited or reviewed by an independent person who's not responsible for the audit. So uh, once you've been trained or you've established a training procedure for people within the company to conduct the audit, you could either send it higher to the CEO or have the, the rep qualities or consultants of the world uh, review that audit for you and provide the additional uh, feedback on the entire audit process. Sure, sure. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit more about root quality systems, how companies engage you, uh, how they can benefit from your support and services. Definitely. So, yeah, root quality is located in Atlanta, Georgia. We um, specialize in helping both the small and startup medical device companies, both in the pre-market phase, when they're doing the design control, the risk management, the regulatory submission, and then once they've reached the market, when their quality system really gets going, when they have to maintain control over suppliers, they have to have records of customer feedback, corrective action as well. We help with all those as well as kind of a contract quality manager um, uh-huh. role. We have um, four consultants on our team. Uh, we do a lot of help with the uh, software validation. We're finding a lot of med device companies now. Uh, all of them have software or an app or something tied to their device. So we've got a great um, software validation regulatory team as well. Great. And, you know, I want you to know another thing about Kyle and, and Rook Quality. They're a fantastic partner with Greenlight Dr. And a little bit about Greenlight Dr. We, you know, we provide software services we provide support services and we're able to to leverage yeah. people like Kyle experts in the field and really it's so, all about making sure that that companies have the, the proper infrastructure in place to manage and maintain their quality system documents and records yeah and i've been doing medical device development for 10 years now and greenline really has been the best tool i've ever seen we've been working together for a little over a year now and i've got about six or seven companies that are using Greenlight and work quality and it's it's been a great relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it makes 
the whole process much uh, more easier to communicate, much more simplified. So, yeah, we love Greenlight. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, thanks for being our guest today and, and sharing some of your insights on internal quality audits and tips and pointers for the listening audience. And, of course, if anyone has any questions or comments and, and wants to, to learn a little bit more about you and, and internal quality auditing and root quality, how do you recommend that they get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely. So our website is rookqualitysystems.com. Uh, we're at rookquality on Twitter. And then info at rookqualitysystems.com as well for any email questions. All right. And, of course, if, if you aren't able to track it down from Kyle's directions on where to find him, just let us know at greenline.guru, and we will make that connection as well. So, again, my guest has been Kyle Rose from Rook Quality, and this has been John Spear, the founder and VP at of Quality Regulatory at Greenlight.Guru, and you have been listening to the Global Medical Device Podcast.